So I've been asked for a quick summary <coughs> of what we've done so far. So the short version is that we can use the uh, traditional jhana factors, and I'll go through those again. We can use the traditional jhana factors not just as a way of saying, oh yeah, this is first jhana or second jhana or whatever, but we can use them as um, kind of guideposts. So what that means is that uh, we've got these factors. Two of them are to do with thinking, relatively limited thinking, relatively coherent thinking, the ability to be able to just have a thought pop up and not go anywhere with it as initial thought. The ability, if we want to uh, take a thought and actually take it on a trip somewhere without suddenly flying off. You know, you have conversations that just go all over the place uh, and you start talking about one thing and then you can't even remember how you got to where you went to. Uh, that's not a sustained thought. That's, you know, just like distracted, spontaneous, monkey mind. Um, but those two kinds of, of thought are... Uh, indicative of what, well, it's how you think when your mind is relatively calm. When your mind is relatively calm and relatively focused, you, you're able to have thoughts come up, not take them anywhere. You're able to have a, a thought come up and actually you know, take it on a little journey somewhere, reflect about something, think about something. So calmness becomes something that we can cultivate in order to uh, bring that kind of state uh, of being into existence. The second uh, dhyana factor, practically speaking, is uh, uh, piti, which is a sense of pleasurable... Oh, hang on. Didn't say anything about how to cultivate calmness. So <laughs> let's go there. Um, so one thing that I found crucial, as you'll know, I've mentioned the eyes a lot today, and uh, relaxing the eyes, letting the eyes be soft, uh, changes the way that we relate to our experience. So we're able to be aware of a number of different things at the same time. And the advantage of that is that the mind likes to be fed. It likes to have a lot to pay attention to. And if you have a narrow beam of internal focus and you're just looking at one small part of your experience, the mind is going to get bored pretty quickly and it's going to find something else to think about, which is what we call being distracted. So if we have this more open, expansive inner gaze where we're able to be aware of a lot, perhaps the whole body at one time, perhaps lots of different sensations of the breathing, uh, upward flow and the downward flow of the breathing, we're giving the mind a lot to pay attention to and it doesn't need to go off uh, looking for stimulation. And that leads us naturally into uh, PT, which is the second of these practical dhyana factors, PT being a sense of uh, pleasurable aliveness, which comes about through uh, sustained attention and uh, you know, uh, uh, appreciation. And it's a very ordinary experience in some ways, but it becomes magnified uh, during meditation. We can experience it, first of all, just perhaps in you know, one small part of the body, the hands, the, the lips, tingling in the calves. But as we start to pay attention to the breathing in the whole body, 
we start to experience this kind of uh, flow of, uh, of sensation. And then, um, you know, we're moving on to, to joy. So uh, to bring joy into, into being, we appreciate all of that. We notice it, we appreciate it. The eyes thing, yeah. So it's kind of interesting that the eyes have come in twice. Isn't it? Um, relaxing the way, relaxing the focus of our eyes uh, changes the way that we focus internally. And becoming aware of uh, what it's like to look with love and appreciation uh, allows us to regard ourselves uh, with love and appreciation. Um, I find that kind of interesting. Maybe partly because it's our, it's such a, a large sense, you know, 70% or so they say of our, of our input. Uh, maybe it's because the, the retinas uh, anatomically are part of the brain. So it might be that if you're changing the way you're relating to, to one part of the brain, uh, it's having more, you know, widespread uh, effect. Maybe you're changing your whole brain uh, through, through doing that. I don't know, but I find it interesting. Any any questions or you know comments or observations? Yes, uh, we have a microphone on the way. Might need to do the hand thing again. Hi, I'm wondering about the thoughts. Um, so I'm guessing any kind of thought can pop up. Um, mm. Are there certain thoughts that you would choose to follow and certain thoughts that you would say, well, this is not gonna be useful for me, so I'm just gonna stop right here? Uh, generally, I would just, I mean, a general uh, piece of advice is just let go of them all. Um, you know, thoughts come up and you just, you just stay with your experience. I mean, sometimes there are particular thoughts that come up that help you to, uh, to deepen your experience in some way. Oh, what if I try doing this? And, you know, you can kind of listen to that and see if that's, uh, if that's useful. Um, or you might get, you know, like a word that's almost like a sort of mantra or something like that, that might actually be helpful and it helps to direct your attention toward your, your energy uh, to, to your energy, to your direct experience. Um, uh, the reason that the word energy popped out there is because I was thinking that might be, you know, the, the kind of word that might come up. It might be a word like calm or love or joy or something like that. And just saying that with your breathing might, might have an effect. So, you know, if it's helpful, go with it. But generally, just let them go. So, um, sorry. Uh, I appreciate uh, what you said about like uh, the mind needing something to, um, you have to give it something to do, yeah. okay? And, and you know, so get interested in the breath, essentially. But, you know, the truth is, at least at this point, I don't find it that interesting. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that simply a development through practice, would you say? Yeah, I think it comes with this interoceptive uh, ability that I've been talking about. It's, uh, I mean, First of all, when we start looking at the body, it doesn't seem particularly interesting necessarily. 
um, can seem a bit dull, especially compared to our thoughts, which are much more vivid and colorful and you know emotionally charged. But uh, if we, if you keep practicing doing that, you start noticing that the body is really subtle. There's a lot of really interesting stuff uh, going on there, uh, and it can it can become quite compelling in its own way. So it just comes with practice. Um, so uh, I had the opposite experience from what I thought. It was completely the opposite of anything pleasurable. Uh, it's feeling like my particles of my body were so spread out and I was attending to, you know, all dimensions and, um, and I, it felt like I was really, really stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and not at all in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Very, very bizarre and I was constant, I was trying to ground and it was very intense and weird and is that a, a something that people go through when they're really new to the, interoception thing or yeah yeah it's not necessarily do, to do with being uh, new uh, some people are more prone to things like that than yeah. than others um i get some really interesting things if i wake up in the middle of the night and start paying attention to my body it becomes really trippy um yeah. but there's there's basically there's there's a number of experiences that we can have um the technical term for them is is nimittas, and in this older text that that I've been talking about, the uh, this vimuti maga, the path of liberation. Uh, the word nimitta means a a hint or a sign, so it's a sort of an indication that that something is going on. And uh, this older text I've been talking about talks just in terms of, you know, helpful and unhelpful nimittas. I, actually, I don't think it even uses the word helpful or unhelpful, like, but that's the, the kind of implication. So there are certain experiences that arise which uh, will help you, if you pay attention to them, to get deeper into the meditation practice. So quite often people will experience something like uh, a clear light a very pure kind of clear light with a particular color and if, if you pay attention to that it helps you to become calmer and, and more joyful so that helps you go into the meditation practice sometimes there will be kinesthetic sensations so you might feel that there is like a figure of eight kind of loop going through the body and it's this lovely sort of track you can you can follow and again, because it's so continuous and it's flowing and it's enjoyable, then you know paying attention to that helps. And and you can't identify what it is physically in in the body. Um, it's just this sort of pattern of movement. A classic one is uh, to do with the the breath. Uh, the feeling of the breath being like uh, uh, fine silk, fine silk being pulled through your fingers. It's a it's a strange and interesting sensation that's been described for, for thousands of years. Um, and it, it really is fascinating and it keeps you locked into the meditation practice uh, in a good way. Um, there, there's lots of others uh, very early on. <clears throat> I, uh, just in the first few weeks of, of meditating, I had this really interesting sit where I could hear the sound connected with my breathing. And I was aware I wasn't hearing it through my ears. Uh, it wasn't the physical sound of my breathing, but it was just this you know, lovely sort of sigh. Um, 
So there's, there's a certain kind of sensation, a kind of helpful nimitta that will help you if you pay attention to it, to get deeper into the practice. And then there's trippy nimittas, <laughs> like the one that you experienced. And that can happen when you're just a little bit tired, say, and um, you're having a kind of a nimitta experience, but it's, it's a bit kind of dreamlike and going all over the place. Your normal sense of structure starts to, to fall apart. Uh, they can be uncomfortable. Uh, they can be, you know, itching, prickling, um, I had one friend who, in the middle of a meditation practice, realized he was sitting on his meditation bench backward because, you know, they got a slope on them. And he thought, I'll just sit with it, sit with it, sit with it. He sat with it for as long as he could until he stood up and realized his meditation bench was the right way around. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, swirling colored lights is probably the most common one. I get questions about that all the time. If you see swirling patterns of common lights, uh, of colored lights, they're not particularly helpful to, to pay attention to. I think those uh, unhelpful uh, nimittas, those unhelpful things are uh, when we haven't quite learned how to just really be with our experience. And so, and I think they're actually uh, the signs of mild sensory deprivation. Uh, if you put somebody in a separate sensory deprivation tank, you know, floating in you know, buoyant water, these are exactly the kind of things that happens. It's like, again, the, the mind uh, isn't completely connected with the body, and so it's a little bit undernourished, and so it starts producing this sort of dreamlike kind of imagery. The helpful limiters seem to me to be very, very similar to uh, what people describe as you know, kinesthetic uh, experiences where uh, information in one sensory channel is being presented in terms of another. So some people hear colors or you know, uh, when, they're, when they hear a particular you know, musical tone, uh, for example. And a lot of the helpful limiters seem to have that kind of... Um, uh, I can't remember what the word was I just I just used uh, synesthetic. synesthetic yeah synesthesia kind of experiences um, so for example a feeling of calmness being represented as light um, or as a silk thread being pulled through your fingers so if you if you have the the less helpful ones um, I think it's best to just ground yourself you know don't pay too much attention to them don't um, don't become fascinated by them because they're not really going to take you anywhere particularly helpful. Um, so they are, however, a sign that your mind is definitely beginning to calm down. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, you're probably not quite grounded enough in the, in the actual sensations of the body. So it becomes a bit dreamlike. I'm glad you asked that. Thank you. So often when I practice, I'll experience um, the surging mm. PT that you described. So when we were practicing just now, you had said start to concentrate on, or start to pay more attention to your out-breath if that mm. happened. Mm. And I did notice a sort of a, the PT stayed, but it was more diffused, so mm. less intense. And yeah. Because I noticed when the surging happens, a con contraction seems to happen too, So, which, which in my mind is the opposite of... Calm. Yeah, it can be a bit shocking. 
Yeah. It can be unpleasant, actually. There's so much pleasure, it's unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's more like, and it, then my mind kicks in and goes, I don't think I'm supposed to be tense. <laughs> and then, yeah. of course, it's, yeah. but, but it's not totally unpleasant, but I, I, it doesn't feel sustainable or stable. No, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's a, again, it's a good sign, you know, something is relaxing, you know, in, inside of you, but it's not sustainable. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it can be, it can be too much. It can be unbearable. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, tickling is kind of pleasurable, but it's also, it's too much, you know? <laughs> get off me. And it's a bit, it can be a little bit like that with PT as well. You get the surging PT that's like, oh, get off me. And so you, you tense around about it, almost as if it's a kind of a, a threat or something you have to keep at bay. Um, I was given some really useful advice about that. If PT becomes too intense, then switch your attention to noticing joy. So you're moving more joy. So you're moving uh, away from your physical experience and more toward your, your mental, uh, well, your emotional experience. And uh, that's really useful information. Yeah. Uh, this is sort of more of a question. Uh, I, I find that this has happened in my private practice for a long time where um, I take a breath in and... I'm sorry, you... I take a breath in and then when I let it out, it's like I hold myself empty because uh. that's when I feel... It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just as simple as that. But yeah. I feel like maybe I'm trying too hard for a sensation or I, I don't know. But it's, yeah. I always, when I let go of my breath, I, I stop. You hold it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would suggest just letting it happen. Let the breathing happen. Yeah. Let it all be. Let it all be as natural as possible. So you're just noticing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, one of the commonest questions I get is from people who find that they're, uh, you know, unconsciously holding their their breathing. I mean, I say unconsciously; they're very conscious that they're holding their breathing, but they can't figure out how to not do it. Um, and sometimes I suggest paying attention more to the the breath at the nostrils. Because that's not there's no muscles around there that you can you can tense, so you might want to. Because sometimes when that happens, I feel like I'm sort of on a on earth. You know, there's mm. a real earth feeling. Mm. Right, I so you're holding on to that sort of groundedness from the breath having bottom, bottomed out. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, something else you could do, and actually we're going to come come on to this, uh, is uh, observing. Be, be more observant of the transition from an out-breath to an in-breath. Just watching how that changes moment by moment. So rather than like holding on to that sense of you know emptiness, just being aware of all the different moments of sensation until it turns back into an, an in-breath again. So you, you could try that too. I'm just throwing things out there and hoping they work. <laughs> yeah. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> 